What it do, what it do, sports fans, followers of the JJ Sports Talk Show. Once again, I am back with another another episode of the JJ Sports Talk Show. Um, got some exciting news coming up. Um, I got my cousin or one of my cousins from uh from Maryland, um, Alitra. She's he's hooking me up with a new uh new new and improved logo for the show. Um, I'm probably gonna change the name from JJ Sports Talk to from JJ Sports Talk Show to to the uh to the JJ Sports Talk uh to shorten the name. So I mean, thank you, Alicia, and uh, I got you the tickets uh, when I get famous. I got I got you. Thank you so much. Um, also, I'm gonna sample out one of my merchandise items. Um, should be coming in a couple of weeks. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, um, or you know. Haven't watched any any of my any of my episodes. Uh, tune in uh, their Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, anywhere you can get it. Um, listen to it. Listen to it. It's a good. It's a good show. Um, and it, it's uh like it, it's awesome to hear you know my friends, my family, you know, support me. Um, uh, the ones that are tuning in, I appreciate you all and all the love and support for, for this, um, you know, and um, I'm happy, man. I'm, I mean, I uh, got a lot of things going on all at once. I'm, I'm going to, uh, in the next month, I'll be going to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting to, to do phase one of um, um, of that school program. And then um, after that, it should end at the end of August, and then I'll be go- good to go for Montclair State. Uh, represent Montclair State, baby. Um, so I'll be graduating in the winter. So I got a lot of stuff going on at once. Um, but I'm happy to be here today as your host. So, like I said, if you haven't tuned in, please like and subscribe. Right now, I'm on YouTube with the live version and Facebook. Uh, you go to my Facebook account, that's my last, first and last name. Like I said, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Um, iHeartRadio, um, Amazon Music, Amazon Podcast, anywhere you find podcasts, anywhere I'm on there. And if you can, uh, for Patreon, please um, feel free to like uh, subscribe to that uh, page and help me out. Um, and then again, we'll be getting some merchandise in. I'm assuming after when I get my new logo, I'll put the new logo on there. But I had the sample of the old logo on there coming in. Uh, so I'll see what that what that looks like. But again. If you can, I know times are rough with money and everything, and um, I just I know it would be greatly appreciated if y'all can uh, support me, um, whether it's in three dollars, five dollars, anything, um, so we can get some merchandise in and some uh, some gear for y'all. So let's get into the episode. Um, it sucks because I I want to talk about my Yankees um, with baseball and other things, but this NBA Finals has been crazy. As you know, game four happened. Uh, Golden State beat the uh, Celtics last game. Time is here that two and two. In that game, Curry had um, he, he he has been phenomenal in the finals. Um, he had forty three points, ten rebounds, and four assists. Um, from watching the game, the Celtics had no answer for Curry. Uh, Curry was hitting the ball from deep all game. Um, avoiding double teams, avoiding um, you know tough defensive schemes. 
Um, he was hitting it. He he hit a shot over Al Horford, which was nice. Got bumped, uh, but didn't call it. They, 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 they didn't call it foul. Um, a big difference I saw, like I said in last episode, like we wouldn't really see much from like Clay Thompson. I mean, we saw like fifteen, I think, from him in Game One. But a big difference in his gameplay in Game Four. Uh, Clay had eighteen. Wiggins had uh, seventeen points and sixteen rebounds. Uh, Curry had 10 rebounds, had double-double. Um, and, like, you know, you, you have the Warriors, you know, players, you know, talking about Curry and his phenomenal performance. Clay said, and I quote, the heart on the, that man is incredible. He continued by saying that, uh, the things he does, we kind of take for granted at times. To go out there and put on on put us on his back, we got to help and support him on, on Monday for game five. Um, Curry, the man himself on game four, I felt like we just had to let everybody know that we were we were here tonight, whether that was their, their crowd, their team, our team. Whoever wants to see that energy in that fire, we feed it off of that. I mean, we all know Curry is that man, 43 points, and, you know. And like I said, like I told you all before, like Curry can't do it all by himself, you know. And last game he had Clay Thompson hitting threes, um, Wiggins having a phenomenal. He kind of had a he kind of had a slow start to the for the first couple quarters, and then Wiggins ended up with double double with uh, eighteen points and a uh, seventeen point seventeen points and sixteen rebounds. Um, so phenomenal work from those stars. Draymond kind of had an up and down game. Got pulled in the fourth quarter. With seven minutes to go, but came back with a phenomenal play to help Curry with the with the last three of the last three of the game. I don't know how y'all feel about all Steve Kerr pulling Draymond out. Do you think you know that was necessary? Like I want to hear y'all th- th- thoughts on that. Um, like leave a comment and, and tell me what y'all think. So uh, Steve Kerr, uh, the head coach of the Warriors, um, his thoughts on Green Green and in Game Four. He's the ultimate competitor. Made huge plays down the stretch. Uh, Curry, 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 Curry alluded to that this is a tough series for him to score because of uh, Boston size and athleticism. But he's still impacting the game at a huge level. So what do you mean by that? Like Draymond, even though he's uh, scoring two points here, four points there, six points there, nine points there, Draymond doesn't have to score to be a great player on the court. He, I mean, he can get rebounds. His energy. He feeds off of his players and the crowd, um, you know. And I know I hate on Draymond, but, like, you know, I mean, you, in some way you had to put up points. And there was a stat I think I saw on ESPN saying that uh, Draymond has more t- fouls than points. That's crazy. Um, so, I mean, I'll get into that more um, of what I expected from him in Game 5, in the Game 5, game five preview. Um, so, I mean, Steve Kerr on how, uh, so the whole story of game five or game four was how Curry's ankle was going to be and how it was going to react after Al Horford, um, mistakenly fell on it on, on accident in game four, reaching for a ball, a loose ball. There was no doubt in Curry and coach Kerr, uh, Kerr's comments on the game in the press conference after game four. He never even looked like it was a factor. 
Uh, he's Kirk continued. The physicality of out there is pretty dramatic. Boston's got the best defense in the league, huge and powerful at every position. And for Steph to take that kind of pressure all game long and still be able to defend, I think this is the strongest physicality he's ever been in his career. And I will have to agree with Kirk. You know, um, we, we all know that Curry, you know, throughout his career, he had he has ankle issues. Um, but that doesn't really, you know, bug him, you know. He still he, he can still put up three threes. He can still, you know, be a huge factor. Um Curry is like the piston of a car. Curry is what keeps the the team running, you know. Without Curry, I don't know what the words will look like. Um, you know, Curry, he can uh be on ball be effective on ball with the ball in his hands, all ball moving around quick athletic. And it seemed to me in game and looking at game four, it looked to me that you know Curry was just at ease. Like he was just hitting threes. Um driving to the lane. He had a nice uh step back in and out cross over Horford. Um uh knocked down Marcus Smart, cross over Marcus Smart and hit a floater. Like this man can do everything uh, you can imagine. I mean Outstanding player. Even Dre had praise from. He was like he wasn't letting us lose. I mean, that's really all. I mean, that's all it boils down to. He, he, he continued by saying, "I could tell him in his demeanor the last couple of days and the last couple of games after Game Three that he was going to come out of what uh, uh, he was going to come out with that kind of fire." I mean, yeah, watching Curry. Man, it's it's crazy. Um, and this Watson the touches just like get shot down like later in the quarter in, in the game. Like it was sad because they had no answer. They they tried to double team uh Curry. They tried to do everything. They threw the they threw the kitchen the kitchen sink at Curry, and you still put up four or three points and still managed to get 10 boards. I mean, that's phenomenal. Um like I said, you know, other than Clay and Drake kind of having up and down series, Clay has been consistent. I mean, you know, Curry has been consistent. Average, or he had like 25 one game, 31 game, 26 points one game, now 43 the next game. I mean, shoot, this man can hit a 50 ball this game. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he hit a 50 ball today. Like, the way he's clicking on all cylinders. Um, so. Now, the, the, the next point I have with um with game five is is with the series being back so from now on like i said like, like i mentioned in uh the last episode the way the playoffs work now is so tonight is in san francisco at golden state's home Net, game six is going to be in boston thursday and then it's going to round out so technically golden state has home field advantage for game seven if in all in all Things go as planned, game seven. And the question I had was, even when Draymond is is up and down in the series, with him being back home in game five, can Dre have a big game? And, I mean, I feel like scoring-wise, I don't think so. Um, But he can be a factor in in, in many – this is if he can stay out of foul trouble and no technicals. He can impact other ways of the game. He can get boards, get assists, um, get steals, get blocks. 
like I said, he reminds me of like a, a of modern day Dennis Rodman. You know, it wasn't this player to to average, you know, to shoot well from the three point line or, or mid range. You know, but Rodman affected the paint. You know, no one was scoring on him in the paint. So Draymond, I mean, I know he was getting manhandled by Robert Williams the third a lot. And maybe that's the reason why Kerr, I'm kind of sad Draymond out. Was a couple minutes ago in the fourth quarter, last uh, game, game four. But I mean, I mean, even Dre, like Draymond and Clay, they 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 all praised praised him, uh, Curry, and like Draymond's right. Without Curry's, I would say without Curry's forty three point game, it would have been a closer game. Even though Boston. Um, Tatum didn't score at all in like the fourth quarter or the second half. Maybe score like two points. Um, you know, but I'll get into that later. Um, this is the warrior side of the recap. But like without Curry's four to three point and 10 rebound effort, the Warriors probably would not win that game. Um, but then again, Celtics were not, you know, capitalizing on missed opportunities. So Uh, look at my notes. Um, so yeah, Draymond Green is going back home in San Francisco, but in Game One he only had he only had two two. He he only had um, like a couple a couple points in, in Game One. Um, he managed to score like four points in the loss to the Celtics in Game One, but with him being back at home with the with them tying the series up. At two apiece, the crowd can be a factor. I mean, with any arena and any league, the crowd is into it. They support their players, you know, and Draymond feeds off of that. I mean, that energy. So maybe with them being back at home, this will be better for Draymond. Um, even though he he had a poor game in game one, this is game this is game five. So, I mean, this. For both teams, this is like a win. This is like the next team who wins this can win the next game, you know. Um, so we all know that the Celtics can basically win if they win in ball. So if they win tonight and they win in Boston on Thursday, they can win the series, but anything can happen. Coming into game four, we all knew that uh, the Warriors were and are a third-quarter team. The Warriors won the third quarter for the fourth game in a row, but not as decisively as they had previously. Golden State in game four had had a 30-24 to edge coming out of the break at halftime, closing with a 14-7 to run to erase a six-point Boston lead. So Boston, I mean, they were winning – Winning more of the game, but Curry scored 14 points in the quarter, making four three-pointers. The Warriors have outscored the Celtics by a combined score of 136 to 87 in the third quarter in the finals. That's crazy. Um, they're outscoring them by a lot. Kerr, even Kerr, with Kerr saying that they are the best defense in the league, which they are in the, like the Celtics. Um with with the Warriors out. Outscoring them 136 to 87, that's saying something. But in game four, 
rarely in game four, the Warriors were a fourth quarter team, but then scoring 17 of the last 20 points of the fourth quarter. Now, on the Celtics side, Jason Tatum had a double-double with 23 points, 11 rebounds. He also added six assists, one steal, and three blocks, but he only managed to only score one best in the entire fourth quarter. And to me, in order for the Celtics to win that game four, Tatum has to be a better player in, in, in the second half. Yes, he had 23 points. Yes, he had 11 rebounds, um, six assists, one steal, three blocks. That's great. That's great. But in order, he was what? He only had two points, uh, one basket in the entire fourth quarter. That's crazy. Like, there's no way they're winning that game. Uh, Jalen Brown added, added 21 points, six, six rebounds, two assists, and one steal. Um, Robert Williams had 20, uh, no, had 12 points and is currently nurturing and laboring a sore knee. Um, yeah, I've been watching him closely. Like, Robert Williams, he's kind of, you know, He's been limping a lot, you know, off that sore left knee. But he's still, like, blocking shots, being effective in the paint, um, scoring at will in the paint. Like I said, he was biting up Draymond Green all game. Um, but let me know, like, what y'all think. Like, do y'all, like who do you think is going to win this series? Like, we, we all saw the tape, games one through four. What do y'all think? Let me know what y'all reactions are. Let me know. I want to hear what y'all have to say about the series. Um, another key, some key factors. Um, Marcus Smart had 18 points. Uh, he hit a three pointer to give the Celtics a 94 90 lead with five minutes remaining in the fourth. But the Celtics missed six straight shots and it cannot score until a minute 18 minutes in the fourth quarter. I mean, in my opinion, opinion, the Celtics uh seem to go zero dark 30 mode in the fourth quarter. That's right, you heard it zero dark 30, zero points, you know. It only got worse when when Curry hit a floater and and, and, and hit a three pointer to push the lead to 194. Um, Celtics head coach uh, Ime Udoko Udoka on Game Four. We had to do it in a difficult way. <coughs> we had to do it. Sorry, we had to do it again. It could have been an easier road. Obviously, if if we get the win tonight, but we're two and two now. Uh, we know we can do it. We have done it before. I believe uh, Udoko said that, um, you know, he believed in his team. Um, he believed in what they're capable of. I mean, he knows that they made it this far. But he also knows that his key players have to step up. Um, you know, Tatum doing his thing, 20 points. But you can't – the man cannot – Go scoreless in the second half. That's that's non that's not acceptable. And the Celtics have to figure out a way and fast figure out a way to stop Curry. So, um, this episode is gonna be really really short again. Um, but my game my game five previews. I'm looking for Draymond to have a bigger game. In game five, and then he then what he has showed me and other uh people who watch the games in the last four games, but that's a big F because he's been off all series. He got pulled out of the lineup with seven with seven minutes left to go in the fourth. Kerman made the decision to switch out uh Draymond for Looney. And Looney wasn't even off a, a, a couple of sessions. 
Um, the crowd will be uh, the number two factor for the, uh, for the preview. The crowd will be a big factor in feeding some of the energy for both sides of the teams, but more for uh, for, for the Warriors. Um, I'm looking for Curry to have another big game, a bigger game in game in game four than when he had a game four, but, but it's going to be a little harder because of, of the Celtics' pressure. Now, I read an article saying that um, Ime um, – is in, in game five is having a, a is giving the player a little more leeway of how they want to attack the Golden State Warriors and on defense. Um, they're letting the players figure out what matchups they want to take. Um, I'm gonna see Marcus Smart on Curry, but then again, I mean they have Clay Thompson. I mean that's another point I'm gonna make uh, later on. Yeah, so with with all the attention on Curry, I'm looking for Clay to have an, uh, another 15, maybe 20 point game. Um, that's if um the lake um that's if uh the Celtics decide to double team Curry and have Clay out on the wing wide open shot he's gonna take it so I I'm looking for Clay to have a big big game tonight he had 18 points like I said in game four um had 12 in game one and 15 in game two a couple points in game three 18 in game four so I mean his stats looking like he's going to be getting like he's going to get maybe like 15 20 points i can see this the biggest factor for the Celtics um in this game 5 preview is this has to be the best game from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown they have to play their asses off and i mean that you know Having 23 points, 11 rebounds, 21 points here and there is good. It's all good. It boosts their stat line. But with a star player like Tatum, you can't score in the first half and then expect to not score in the second half and expect to win. So this has, knowing that this game is in San Francisco – Leaning towards the Warriors in their favor with the crowd, the atmosphere, the noise, all the all the storylines. Tatum has to have a better game in the second half. He has to, you know. I mean, obviously he had six assists, so he was finding people on the perimeter. I mean, and Brown, Brown too. He has to have a better game. 21 points is not gonna be enough. Against the Warriors, I mean, you have Wiggins having 18 here, Curry having 30 or 43 here, Clay having 18 there, Draymond helping out on the rebounds. I'm telling you, dude, telling you, these two players, Brown and Tatum, have to have a bit bigger, better game in a better second half in this game in order to force a game three and take it back to Boston. Now, Al Horford has been non-existent since game one. He had 26 points in the game one with six, 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 with six for eight from the field goal um, from three. I mean, he has had like two points here, six points there. And then what happened to the, to the, game, to the game one Al Horford? I mean, he can shoot the ball. I mean, the Celtics have to find a, a way to – 
find ways to move the ball quick and find like set some screens, some all ball screens, and get Horford in rhythm. You know, he reminds me of like Chris Middleton of the of the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, like you have like what we saw in um, the final or the pre, like the playoff matchup with the uh, Milwaukee and, and, and Celtics. I mean, they were well before Middleton got hurt. You know, Middleton was not himself. But as he, they were getting all ball screens for him, and as you know, he was getting more open. He was hitting more shots. The same thing has to happen for Al Horford. I mean, Al Horford was was absolutely unstoppable in Game One, um, especially in the fourth quarter. And you definitely need like some help on his side. Um, Marcus Smart needs to uh, needs to stamp his. This is a player of the year type mentality and kind of st- attempt to stop Curry. Um, I know it's not a and I know it's not a one man job to stop that man, but Curry or Marcus Martin needs to put more pressure on Curry somehow, in some way, in some form or fashion. And, and another question is: Do the Celtics have a plan on stopping? I mean, yeah. So, do the Celtics have a plan on stopping Steph Curry after his forty three point night? I mean, I <laughs> I don't see. I mean, I see the Warriors winning this game because the Warriors. I mean, Curry is feeding off that forty-three point night the other night, and I don't see anyone stopping him. But like I said, Ime is is trying to put pressure or having his team put pressure on on Curry. So we'll see. I've been looking out for that. How, like how much pressure the Celtics will be putting on Curry. I'll also be watching Robert Williams the third and how he plays and move up and down the court as he is battling a left knee soreness. He was kind of like limping. He he was listed as questionable. He was listed as questionable for Game Five, but we'll see if he plays. But then again, he's been playing well. You know, averaging ten points. 11 boards, four blocks a game in the playoffs. He's doing his thing, but like you know, the Warriors might see that as an advantage. You know, seeing a center limp, Looney has to step up. Draymond has to, you know, get his points in the paint. Um, Jalen Brown has some comments after Game Four, at the Game Four performance on Curry. Uh, Brown says Seth Curry is pretty good. If you guys haven't noticed, he can shoot the ball unbelievably. Uh, even watching it, playing against it, and even in the finals, I feel like he he's taking it up a notch and notch a little bit. He, he had a hell of a performance in Game Four, and we have to respond to that, you know. And Brown's right, you know. Watching Steph Curry is doing Steph Curry like thing is shoot from deep, shooting from three pointers, uh, shooting like you know lights out from the gym. Uh, getting assists, getting rebounds, hit ten rebounds. I mean, Tatum is. I mean, Brown is right. I mean, they had to respond to that. And how are they going to respond to that? I mean, I don't know that question. I don't think. I mean, I think the Browns know that question, and and know that answer. I don't know. Like they had to respond to it in some in some form or fashion. Um, but you can't. You have to stop and look at what Curry is doing in this finals, you know, unbelievable. 
And after game four, Curry put himself in elite company, joining Michael Jordan and LeBron James as the only players in players age 34 in order to score 40 points in that finals game. Let me tell you, when you're an NBA player playing at a high level and you are mentioned in the same category as the great Michael Jordan and LeBron James in the same category, you're doing something for this league. That is outstanding. Curry is not playing like he's 34. He's playing like he's like in his mid-20s. Still, you know, fast. Still fast off ball. Still can shoot the three-pointer deadly from the half-court line. Well, I mean, what can't this man do? You know? Like I always say, like, Curry... It's like it's like Tom Brady in the NFL. It's like you love the man because he's so great, but you hate to play against him, you know. So you love Brady for his greatness and appreciate appreciate him and give him his flowers, but you hate when he puts up like two hundred something plus passing yards, seven touchdowns, you know, seven rings, you know. Looking for his eighth ring this year. It's like Curry. You love the man. You love what he has done for this league. He changed the game for what it is. Um, you, you love that he's in the category of MJ and LeBron, but you hate to play against him. You know, teams hate to play against him because they know what he's capable of. And even being a coach, coach – Against Curry, how do you game plan against him? It's like it's like Lamar Jackson, man, of the Ravens. I know y'all are gonna hate me for bringing up a Lamar, um, a Lamar uh, analogy, but listen, it's true. I mean, if, when you're a coach, I mean, Lamar has changed the game for quarterbacks. You know, being a dual threat, can throw the ball in, run the ball at a high capability. Most of these teams back in the day before Lamar came into the league, they were known for the traditional, you know, quarterback in the pocket pocket passer. But Lamar has changed that and Mahomes and and these other young quarterbacks. But how do you game plan against Lamar Jackson? You game plan for him to throw the ball, right? But when he's he can't throw in a game for in one game, he can beat you with his feet. You know? Just like just like Curry right now. Teams expect him to, you know, shoot, you know, middies and three-pointers. But no one expects him to, like, get 10 boards, um, sh- shoot. I mean, people now expect him to shoot threes from, like, the tunnel. But how do you game plan for a player that has changed the game for years to come? And, you know, Lamar is 25. He's still young. Obviously in a different league, but these two players are 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 crazy to play against because you don't you don't know what you're, you're gonna get. But now it used to be prior to, to when Clay Thompson had, had his injury, it used to be a hey, if Curry had a bad game, okay, Clay's gonna step up. He's gonna average 30, 40 a game. Or if if Clay's not gonna do it, then uh Draymond's gonna average 10. I think the 2016 finals run, he had like what? He went, he went like seven or seven from three point line, I think. Draymond, 
Um, and then you had KD. When KD was on the Warriors, I mean, if, if, if Curry had a bad game, Clay would step up. If Clay had a bad game, Curry would step up. If Curry had a bad game, then Kevin Durant would step up. If Kevin Durant had a get back in, Draymond Green would step up. So forth and so forth. Um, and imagine if they had James Wiseman back. I mean, he I know he's hurt, but imagine that. That's another factor um, that that would change the game. But obviously, he's not playing. He's hurt right now. He, he's been hurt all season. But hear me out. Like, how do you game plan against a player with that with that with that caliber, with that arsenal? You know, um, and, and it must be a headache uh, for these coaches and players to play against him. But it, it sure feels damn good for the players playing with him with Clay. Draymond, Draymond admitted, you know, you know, in the comments that after game four, Dray, uh, Curry, you know, without Curry's forty-three point game, we probably wouldn't want, we probably wouldn't have won that game. And that's true, and that's what Curry does. He he affects the game in so much, so, so many different levels. And like I said before, like we all know that Curry has changed the game for three. You see people going to the park, to the LA fitness gyms, to the Gyms in, in general shooting threes. Well, back in the day, like back in the Jordan era and Robin area, like Robin area, like players were not, especially big men, were not known for shooting the three, you know? And Curry has changed the, changed the game for that. And we as NBA fans and sports fans alike, we have to appreciate his greatness, you know? Uh but game five is going to be one hell of a game. I'm excited for it. Um, Curry's, it's going to be a good game. Um, this is crazy, man. I to to have this name in the same category as MJ and LeBron is crazy. And uh, I mean, I know LeBron's up there. It's up there. I think third in, in all time scoring. And I think Curry is like. Top 15 in all time scoring, I think, or top 12, 15. I mean, I think by the end of his career, when it's in all, in all said and done, Curry can be in that top 10, top five of all time scoring with the way he's um, eclipsing, you know, these, these, these milestones, you know. And he, I mean, yeah, he's 34, I think 33 or 34, he's getting up the right age, but, you know, he has a lot left in the tank. And that is scary. That is scary, scary. But um, here I am. Here we are. Game 5 at 9, 9, 9 p.m. on the East Coast. 6 p.m. on the West Coast. It's in San Francisco. But I will be dialed into Game 5, as, as we all should be. Um, but that will conclude today's episode. I am your host, Jordan jean Louis. And if you haven't... Um, you know, listen to any episodes again. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, iHeart Radio, um, Amazon Music, Amazon Podcast. And please, please, if you can, um, please uh, subscribe to the uh, to, to the Patreon. Much appreciated. Um, follow me on the gram if you want to be a guest. That's JJL underscore XO on Instagram. And uh, yeah, 
please, please um, stay safe. I hope y'all are doing well. And y'all can catch me at Wednesday's night's Yankee game as they take on the the, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, I wanted to talk about the Yankees today, but I couldn't get into that today because of the finals. But the Yankees are looking hot. They're the hottest team in baseball. 25-7 at home. Or 26-7 at home. 45-10 and like 10 overall record. Aaron Judge is hitting the ball deep. Stan's hitting the ball deep. Pitching and hitting is on point, on par. I know a couple seasons ago, like it was like, oh, the hitting is there, but the pitching was not. Not a lot of injuries, but this year we are dangerous. But we'll get into that next episode. But thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you for all the love and support. And please, please, please share this this episode. Share my podcast. Spread the love. Um, And, yeah, we'll, we'll be back with another episode. Thank you all, and see you next week. Or actually, see you towards the – see you after game five. My bad. See ya.